You are Locked On NC State, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Wolfpack fans. It's me again, Kenton Gibbs, bringing you another episode of Locked On Wolfpack. And folks, this episode is brought to you by the great folks over at McDonald's. McDonald's has been serving the community since 1965. It's always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. Now, I told you all that this week was going to be epic. This week was going to be huge because this game is going to be huge. To me, this game is one of, if not the biggest, game in NC State football history. So, with that being said, I told you all we were coming at you with guests all week. And today's guest is, or not all week, but a majority of the week. Anyway, today's guest is Candace Cooper of Locked On ACC. She's the big kahuna over there. She runs things five days a week. I just come on on Mondays to, to try to bring a little something. But she is the head honcho of that. How you doing today, Candace? I'm great. Thanks so much, Kenton, for having me. Really appreciate the opportunity. Oh, no problem. I'm excited whenever I get a chance uh, to to have some great folks from, from Locked On on the show. So we're going to talk about this game because we're going to have some Dave on Dave violence here, okay? We got yeah. Dave Dorn, Dave Clawson, two guys who are known for just being very, very flat, very, very uh, even keel, not easily excitable uh, all that much. But their teams couldn't be more different. I think that we can agree that their teams, how they're winning, how the teams are getting to where they're going, could not be more different. Would that be fair to say? Absolutely. I think overall it's just been a test of will and being battle-tested each time for both. I think Wake Forest has had the slight edge of rising to the occasion, but in recent events have definitely proven themselves vulnerable. Yeah, and you know, the when I say that these teams could not be more different, I'm saying that because Wake Forest offense is what carries the water. We all know that. There is no doubt about it. Sam Hartman's having a great season. He was He's the only quarterback in this game that is listed on the O'Brien watch list, which is another story for another time. But he is a guy that has just been immensely impactful for that team. So tell me, with Wake Forest offense, what problems do they present that you look at and you say, ah, this could be, this could be a, a, an issue for NC State's defense? Well, I think that, you know, you go off their receiving core in Jaquiri Roberson and A.T. Perry, Taylor Moore, and they've all been extremely explosive and getting huge chunk plays or extremely well uh, drop, uh, run. Excuse me, let me start again. I think they've just had this really great opportunity of good touchdowns and just being super explosive and having those long balls that Sam is great for throwing and they're able to make the catch when it matters most is just what – Really, you can get excited about from a Wake Forest side. You know consistently you're going to have receivers that always step up in big moments. And then when you look at the run game, Christian Beal Smith before the injury at the UNC matchup was definitely someone who was super explosive. But Justice Ellison was absolutely someone who took over the load when Christian went down. And even have Sam. He's absolutely great at running as well. So it's going to be from all cylinders firing off on that offense. Absolutely, and I think that the the biggest thing that concerns me is Wake Forest has some long athletic receivers that go up 
and make contested catches. Mm -hmm. They make tough catches. And what I have said all year about NC State, which has been proven true, especially in their last loss against Miami, is the weak spot of not just the defense, of this team is our cornerbacks. Our cornerbacks have a tendency to panic at the moment of truth, have the the tendency to get, um, you know, pass interference, holding calls, whatever the case may be, uh, get dunked on by receivers. And that's part of the game. It's, so let's not pretend like that's not uh, just a part of what happens here. But when you compare that to all the other parts of the team, I think that that is by far the, the moment where you're like, well, one of these things is not like the other. And so with that being said, what would you say is the, the weakness of Wake Forest? Because we know that the strength is that passing game. That dynamic passing attack is what is going to keep you up at night. That's what's going to keep defensive coordinators saying, uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't, this, this team runs those vertical routes as good as I've seen. So what is the weakness that you look at and you say, if a team can pinpoint this, they've got a shot? Well, I mean, you can look at the entire defense, right? I think they've struggled throughout every game this season, and some people blame the fact that the offense moves so quickly. But, I mean, I think it's also that they um, – are not are giving up the big plays and they're frustrating offenses because you know they'll have moments and flashes where they'll force three and outs but then there'll be times where you can absolutely just run all over them <laughs> and stay in the game I mean, they've slipped up against western michigan they slipped up against uh sorry not western michigan they slipped up in the Army game, and they were able to really allow Army to put up 56 points, which is absolutely unheard of, right? And you still had them put up 70. It's almost like they were out of gas. And so it'll all be about, you know, especially towards the end of the season, the endurance. Can they hold on and can they make sure that they don't blow it, blow the lead so much to where their offense is going to have to put on a miracle showing in this matchup, which I don't see. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game because I think this is going to be a battle of – defenses stepping up in big ways oh I love that I love that it's gonna be a low score I'll tell you what if this is a low scoring game I y'all gonna see me geeked up on a whole nother level because I think that plays right in the NC State's hands I think if we let this game become a track meet we can compete in the track meet realm but that's not where we would want to be against this Wake Forest team I think if you slow it down and say you got to beat us brick by brick, possession by possession, just doing it the right way, winning the field position battle, um, you know, having the ability to effectively move the ball at times, but knowing that, hey, it's, it's not much that we can do on these defenses with this day. I'm, I'm loving NC State in that type of matchup in this game because we have the more dynamic running game and the better defense, even though our running game is going missing at times this year, even though it's been very anemic at times. Sometimes they show up, sometimes they don't. But that combined with our defense, I feel like in that type of game, lends itself to NC State coming away with a win. Yeah, well, you know, I think it's going to be about Wake Forest defense really playing pissed off. You know, you're going to need those big Sminda kind of tackles and Bothroyd stepping up in big ways. And, you know, they're going to come off a win that loss that they know they absolutely should have won and put away. So playing at home, defending home, they've been undefeated all year in Wake at uh, Wake Forest. So they're going to do everything they can to ensure that they at least have that sort of statistic going for them. They know they're in the bowl matchup, but this is playing for something bigger than. So having NC, getting NC State out of the way is just a notch on the belt that they absolutely have to capitalize on.
Well, I'll, I'll say it like this. Uh, one of my one of my favorite battle rappers, O'Solo, said a, a, a line about one person go gets two people and two people go get three. Three people go get four people and four people come and alert me. Now, what does that have to do with this? I'm hoping that this Wake Forest team allows their one loss to turn into two because they're so deflated from the last loss that they're not quite able to properly recover and do what they need to do in this game. And we've seen it happen before. These are college guys. These are 18 and 22-year-olds. It is very easy to go from we're undefeated, we're outsiders, but we have a shot at the playoff because I don't think that even if Way Forest ran the table, they would have had a shot at the playoff, but um, it was there. It was there, right? Like, as an undefeated Power 5 team, you will always have an argument, period. Like, there's not a world. <laughs> I mean, we, we looked at their schedule and knew that there was never going to be a true shot. And that's okay. And I think Coach Clausen really set that up nicely in terms of just wanting this team to overall be a great program and have a good season. And that was never the goal. That would have been a nice cherry on top of what was a good season. But I don't really realistically feel like Wake Forest ever had a shot. And I don't think they thought they had a shot. It's always nice because people hype you up. But one thing I appreciate about Wake Forest is they respond week after week despite all of the media darlings that they love and attention that they are getting UNC can't say the same thing and honestly NC State's still looking for the love that Wake Forest is receiving well if I'm if I'm looking at the everything ahead of them you've got Alabama excuse me you've got Georgia at number one they look unbeatable right now Alabama with a loss to a Texas A&M team that has looked up and down all year is number two Alabama and Georgia are going to play again or are going to play, rather, in the SEC championship. If Alabama loses, logically speaking, they'll be out, right? Like a two-loss a two-loss team should not be in the playoff conversation. It you would think, though. <laughs> you would think, but it's Alabama. Okay. Let's be honest. Okay, Oregon. Oregon lost to a Stanford team that looked so bad last week. Stanford looked <laughs> uh, like another level of terrible last week. That was like, yo, like. This can't be the team to beat Oregon. So, Oregon, if they don't run the table, they'd be out. Ohio State still has to play Michigan and Michigan State. So, you kind of figure one of those three teams out of Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State ends up in the playoff. And then you've got Cincinnati sitting on the outside looking in. And at the end of the day, we all know them goalposts are forever going to move for group of five teams. Because when UCF went undefeated, it was y'all ain't played nobody. Cincinnati beat uh, Cincinnati beat a number 10 ranked Notre Dame and everybody said, well, outside of them, who have you played? And it's like, now wait a minute. UCF beat everybody by an average of three touchdowns. They beat everybody by an average of three touchdowns. And folks want to say, well, you should do that against a, 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 a group of five schedule. But if you look at what some of the top teams have done against a group of five, they're not winning by an average of three touchdowns. So I, I think that Wake had a better shot than people realize had they gone undefeated. Because, again, Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, that was going to sort itself out. Oregon, I'm sorry. I, I love Kayvon Thibodeau. I hope to get a Kayvon Thibodeau Lions jersey next year. I don't know about their playoff chances. That's just me being 100% honest with you. Georgia and Alabama, if Alabama loses that uh, SEC championship game by more than a touchdown, there is no way under God's green earth you can, with good conscience, you can say to yourself with a straight face, I'm a serious individual, and I just granted a two-loss team, one of their losses coming by double digits, a spot in the playoff. There's no way. 
Well, I mean, if you think at look at Wake Forest's schedule, like they had the three easy, let me get started games, and then you know they struggled against teams like Syracuse. They lost to teams like UNC. The conference as a whole is not that strong, so it does just doesn't help our case. If Clemson had been performing a little bit better, and they're certainly turning their season around, we'd be having a different conversation. If NC State had beaten Mississippi State, right? I think we'd be having different conversations. It's just tough in this year for the conference as a whole, even if you do have a front runner like Wake Forest, kind of stealing the show it's just not enough in my opinion i i agree but i'm saying in this scenario we're we're playing a what if game here of wake forest goes undefeated right like they mm-hmm. they instead of losing the, to unc they just barely hang on to survive right okay so they they win there they were to win against nc state they beat clemson they beat boston college to me there is no way under god's green earth you can say oh well well, it doesn't matter that you're a Power 5 team. You just didn't have uh, enough wins over good teams to get in when in reality you played a NC State team that's going to be ranked. You're going to have to play a team out of – whoever comes out of the Coastal is probably going to be ranked in the top 25. Not saying they're going to be highly ranked, but they're probably going to be ranked in the top 25. So now you've got two top 25 wins and you're undefeated and you play a Power 5 schedule – it's hard to say you don't get in, but that's um that's another story for another time, and we got to hit the break anyway. I I enjoyed that talk though. I I really would have loved to see. <laughs> I'm telling you, I would have loved to see because at the end of the day, I think it's an easy open and shut case for bringing back the computers and the BCS as opposed to this selection committee because what they're doing right now is the same thing as the BCS. You're just taking the C out. It's just pure BS. If you want to rank. Uh, a two-loss team in that in that vein of like, oh, they belong above you because they've beaten better teams. But they've also lost. They've also lost. You can only play who's in front of you. And if you play a Power 5 schedule, even if you're in the worst Power 5 conference, which I don't think we are, by the way, uh, you're, you're not... You're not serious if you're saying a team that went undefeated with that doesn't belong in just because they played cupcakes in the beginning of the season. That's I feel you. To me, that's open and shut. That's easy. And another thing that is easy is prize picks. All right, college football fans, have you heard of prize picks? It is daily fantasy made easy. I love this, and I know you will too. Prize picks is a leader in college sports daily fantasy, offering more college football props than anyone in the world and offers all the star players of Power 5, as well as mid-major players you might not have ever heard of. PrizePix offers any prop you can think of from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. All of the users that deposit and use promo code locked on will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. So go ahead and get your free money today. You pick two to five players in an under or over on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. It's just you versus the projected number. PrizePix allows for mixed sports entries as well, so you can take the over on uh, LeBron's combined stats with the under on Mahomes in the same entry. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds. It's that easy. PrizePix is safe and offers fast withdrawals, so don't hesitate. Check out prizepix.com and use promo code LOCKEDON. Or go to your App Store or Google Play Store and download the app today. Again, PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. Also, let me talk to you all about McDonald's. This episode has been brought to you by the great folks over at McDonald's, probably serving the community since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than a place to just get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends and family can come to connect or reconnect. A place where classmates can meet up for a study group knowing they'll have dependable Wi-Fi. See, that's the connect part. It's a play on words. Yeah, I get it. Never mind. We ain't going to. Anyway, it's an endless supply 
of French fries and McFlurries as well. Win or lose, it's a place where teammates, competitors, the home team, away team, special teams, don't matter. You can come to Recharge. It's the place that you always look forward to stopping to on a long road trip to rest your legs and refuel. I remember when I was growing up, we used to have uh, the little egg McGriddles every Saturday morning before Little League games. And boy, I'll tell you what, even as a as an adult, it still sticks with me. I still miss those things in a little hash brown. I, I'm getting myself all worked up. Might have to go get some after this episode. But anywho, head to your local McDonald's and refuel and reconnect. McDonald's, I'm loving it. So, in terms of what this game means for the ACC, now that Wake Forest has lost, and like I said, the, the playoff hopes that were slim to none and Slim had everything but two toes out the door. Slim has now walked away. What are the ramifications of this game for the ACC um, nationally? You know, I think nationally it's just another, honestly, it's just another game because we are not in the national conversation anymore. But overall, when you're talking about where teams are going into next season and where we might fit in some bowl games and New York six or New Year's six bowls, I think that might be of some interest for people on the national stage. But in terms of just pride, I think at this point, a lot of people are just playing playing for the idea of just being an ACC champion. It's going to be a new team than what we've seen in the past, what, five years, thanks to Clemson's demise. And not to say they're out of it completely because they absolutely are still in this bad boy. But for the Atlantic, it's nice to finally have some different teams to talk about. And it's not just a give me for you know your Clemson Tigers, but Wake Forest, North Carolina State, to me, it's all about who's going to step up in this big moment because for North Carolina State, Coach Dorn, this is the game of the game. We talked about that Clemson game being the one, the monkey that he had to get off his back. But going to Wake Forest and beating them at home, that's going to be the one where people say, can you take this team to the next level? And we actually feel confident that you're on the right track for doing as long as it's taken, as many injuries that you guys have had to overcome, you're finally on the right track. But if they do not win, you're still asking yourself, is Dorn enough? We have some good key players we have some good moments but is he enough to take this very talented team to where they want to go and then for Wake Forest's sake you can't let it get off the rails because you still have some pretty good teams to play left on your schedule and you don't want people making the narrative about you that you just started off too easy and you couldn't finish well there's there is a lot to be there's a lot to be said in that regard and and I I agree with you nationally this game doesn't have many many uh, ramifications or implications for anything super important. This is a number 12 versus number 16 uh, matchup pretty late in the season. Like, at the end of the day, we know neither one of these teams, regardless of what happens here, is going to be vaulted into the conversation for um, playoff one way or the other. So we, we know that that's just where we are. But for the ACC-wise, talking inside the ACC, this is the Atlantic Championship game, more or less. Do you agree with that statement, or is it still, regardless of who wins this, we need to watch you, because I, I feel like one of y'all might piss down your leg against your opponents down the stretch. 
No, I absolutely believe that this is an important game. This uh, this is the Atlantic Ch Division Championship matchup for many reasons. Not only for the fact that you know Clemson's looking on the outside, looking in, they're begging NC State to pull this one off to me because they feel like they can beat Wake Forest um, when they play them again still this season. And but you know you also have the fact that NC State again they need to get into a championship game because that's what they've been crying about not having the respect that they feel like they so justly deserve. Sorry for the crying comment, but, you know, it is what it is. See, you know, you, you this is why you don't let Tar Heels on your show. This is why you don't do it, okay? Everything was going good and, and dandy, and then here you come with this. But, no, anybody who listens to this show regularly knows that I agree with you in the aspect of it doesn't matter what people say or do outside the program. If you, if they can, if they want to disrespect you however they want, that's fine. They can't disrespect the ring. I've said that plenty of times, and I still stand by that. If you want to talk about, I want my respect, give me my respect. LeBron James, one of the greatest athletes of all time, a guy who I love to watch play. I am fortunate and blessed to be born in a lifetime where I get to watch that man cook every, almost every night. So with that being said, when he won his, I want to say it was either his third or fourth ring. No, it was the fourth ring. It was the one in the bubble. He said, uh, it's, it's about, it's about damn time. We want our respect to, or give me my respect to one of the two. Mm -hmm. You can say that after winning the ring. You can say that. It, that's the time to say, yeah, you got to respect this. Cause you say what you want about him. You say, oh, he's a team hopper. Oh, he's a, he's a ring chaser. Oh, he's this, he's that. You got it. Whatever you say, you got to say four-time champ on it. You could call Dave Dorn whatever you want. If you got to call him an ACC champ on it, well, that, that changes this perspective a little bit. NC State has not won a championship, a conference championship, in any sport since the 80s. Since the 80s. For I mean, do you guys feel like he is the guy to lead you guys to where you're trying to be? And that is Atlantic Division Atlantic Division champs and then ultimately ACC champs. I'll say this. I do believe so. But this year, I think, is the year. I don't think there'll ever be another year like this. Bringing back all of the talent that you bring back to where you're, you're – who, who would you say is NC State's third best receiver? So you got what Emeka Amezi. Mm -hmm. You've got oh, what is his face? I can't see his face. Who am I talking about? You, you either got Devin Thayer Carter Thomas. or Thayer Thomas. Yeah, Thayer are, Thomas and my guy who can't catch. Devin Carter. Devin mm -hmm. Carter can catch. He just he struggles with concentration drops. You know what? See, this is this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> this is why you don't have Tar Heels on the show. This is my first and last time. This is a mistake. But anywho, okay. the the fact of the matter is simple. When I'm, when I'm looking at what this team is, third best receiver would be Devin Carter, I think because of the inconsistency, right? But Devin Carter makes wildly explosive plays look easy. He struggles with making the easy plays. Let's let's not make no bones about that. That is a big guy that runs, what, 4-4, four, 4-5? Four, four, yeah. And, you know, that's great, but I also feel like, you know, at the end of the day, if you can't do that night in and night out, like I can't count on a Ja'Cory Roberson and an A.T. Perry, that makes for a little – that makes me stressed. 
Okay, right? okay. But you can count on Emeka Amezi, all-time leading receiver. But can they, can Devin Leary find Emeka Amezi? At times, I feel like they just don't have the same connection as, you know, you would want a Sam Howell, Josh Downs. You would want an A.T. Perry, Sam Harbin. You want Kenny Pick and Jordan Addison. Like, I don't feel like they have that same go-to, you know, mentality that we're used to seeing from, you know, that one-two punch on offense. I mean, that's something you could say, but also – if you're really looking at what this team is, our team is deeper and better at our pass catching positions than all of the teams you just mentioned. We don't have to have an Addison because our second and third guy would go to almost any team in the ACC and be either number one or number two. I mean, I hear you. If you, I hear you. If you take Devin Carter and you drop him off at the University of No Consequences, yeah, I had to get a dig. I'm gonna get my leg back. But anyway, if you take him and drop him off in Chapel Hill. He's not the second best receiver on that team instantly. He is, but can he catch the ball? If you take uh, Thayer Thomas and you drop him off in in uh, Pitt, he's not the second best receiver on that team right away. Mm, I think Jared Wayne's having a great year. Oh, oh, oh! I think Tasir Mack is doing a pretty decent job. If oh. we're keeping it a band. Well, I, well, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. There's only one quarterback that has only thrown one interception of consequence with 20 touchdowns in this conference. His name is Devin Leary. So regardless oh, of yeah. if he has... I think, De- now, I think Devin is having an excellent year. I think he's... If you want to talk about somebody who's been under the radar for weird reasons, that's absolutely the guy we should be talking about. And I don't know for whatever reason that is, but here we are. But that that's, that's my point. Devin is mm-hmm. having a great year because of Devin, yes. But also, touchdown Tootle. Every time Chris Tootle is slightly open, if you throw it in his area, he's a big body with a wide catch radius. He makes it happen. Trent Penix, I have not seen a tight end in some time who is as good with the ball in their hands after the catch as Trent. Yes, he's, he's a former running back, and he shows it. He plays that Jay Samuel role well. He's, he's, he is that, just a little bigger, a little faster. Uh, and, and so when I'm looking at what this team is, I'm saying – Doran will never have a team like this again. Even with all the injuries sustained, right? Mm-hmm. You're still looking at in a linebacker core where Drake Thomas, a.k.a. Young Draco, is leading that defense in phenomenal fashion. Savian Jackson gets better and better by the week. Corey Durden has not suffered any injuries that have taken him out, which was said to be his problem, and he has been good this year. He has been very, very good even if we even if we include the uh, the offsides in which the long snapper from Miami picked the ball up and moved it about a yard back a half a yard back but that's another story for another time the fact of the matter is Dorn will never see another team like this An- another situation where the Clemsons of the world lose all their best guys and their best guys are some of the best we've ever seen not just the best like oh Clemson has the best players in the conference, and we live with that. No, no, no. These are the best players in the country. Travis. So it sounds like NC State has all the pressure on them for this game, in my opinion. From what you're saying to me, you're basically saying that this was if there was ever a time for NC State to get her done, this is it. Because you caught a Clemson team slip, you caught a Clemson team slipping, and you caught Wake Forest on a down week, and they could potentially get that on a down roll. Well, Well, let me let me quote Kenny Loggins for you, okay? Because this is this is one of my favorite songs, and this guy, I was I was with my old lady in uh, in uh, Red Lobster when I heard it. 
you waiting on the sign for your miracle. Stand up and fight. This is it. This is what you've got, NC State. This is the moment. If you think that you are a big-time program, if you think that you are not getting the respect nationally, this is the time to go prove it. This is the time. This is the time. And, and here's what I'll say about the from the pressure aspect. Nobody is expecting you to do it. Huh? Nobody. Nobody's expecting. I don't I, know about that one. I'm saying this. If you look from the beginning of the season, how many people picked NC State to win the conference outright? I don't think they picked him to win outright, but I damn sure feel like this was the be- one of the better years NC State was going to get it done. And once you saw kind of how Clemson was faring, you knew after that Clemson win that this was NC State's to take. Nobody knew Wake Forest was going to have this kind of run. Absolutely nobody. I can't. I won't. I won't bet any money. Like I don't care how much you said the team was mature and blah blah blah. No. NC State, though, I absolutely put them in the conversation behind Clemson. And then once you saw Clemson get exposed, it absolutely was NC State's time. But this is what I'm what I'm saying is we're talking about, oh, once Clemson got exposed, there was a certain person on this episode, not named Kenton, who was waiting for a DJ breakout game. Every I'm still waiting. <laughs> I'm still waiting. And so, listen, listen. And so, with that being said, all I'm saying is NC State has to figure it out and make it happen right now. But even with that, to me, pressure is when you're put in a situation where you're not sure if you can make it happen or not and you just got to figure out something. This ain't one of those situations to me. This NC State situation here is you know you have the ability to do it. You are playing the team that in their last four games – that were not against teams named Duke because we got to throw that in there because let's be honest, Duke is a, a power five team, but like, are they really right? Like, mm. anyway, with that being said, they've allowed 58, 56, 37, and 34. Big dog. You got to an uh, average margin of victory in the, the, <laughs> the games that they won. They won by three. They won by three. They won by 14. They lost by three. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, the case got its pillow. It got its snuggie. It got its weighted blanket. It got the the heated the heating pad and all that. It's resting peacefully right now. That case is resting peacefully because I'll tell you this much. If Dave Doran wants to beat the mediocre allegations, if Dave Doran wants to beat the mediocre allegations, now's the time. Now's the time. I agree. And I think, again, this is the game of all games. And I hopeful, and I am hoping to see just a solid matchup, again, from that defense. Who is going to play with some heart? I think it's going to have to be Wake Forest stepping up in big ways. But can their offense kind of slow down a bit? Give your defense a little bit of time to catch their breath before you're scoring these high-flying touchdowns every single two-minute drill. Like, it's like two-minute drills every time they get on the field. Can you maybe run through? Don't abandon the run game just because one of your better players went out can you figure out how to just really extend that clock and get some time before you're giving Devin Leary opportunity to get back on the field because we know he can get it done as well I mean listen I'm, I'm hearing you and I'm feeling you I, I get that they go fast there's not a, a world in which you can tell me that you're going fast enough to allow 56 points to a service academy I mean, it's on top of like it's on top of stinking too. Okay, hitting damn like it is on top of not being great, but <laughs> they also can be housed. Two things can be true. Absolutely, absolutely. I, at the end of the day, NC State, this is it. This is it. 
It's time to show and prove, young man. You want the respect, go get it. Go get it. That's how great programs are built and great bodies are built by Built Bar. If you haven't had a Built Bar by now, you are missing out. They say it's a protein bar, but it does not taste like one. You have to try one of these amazing bars yourself to believe it. Most protein bars are chalky or waxy or just plain hard to choke down, but Built Bar is soft, covered in 100% real chocolate. When you bite it, you know you're eating something different. It's more of an experience, one that you'll enjoy. In fact, you swear you were eating a candy bar. Built Bars are low-carb, low-calorie, low-fat, low-sugar, and high in protein. So all the healthy benefits. On top of just being purely delicious with so many flavors. The flavors range from coconut to raspberry to mint brownie to coconut almond to uh, salted caramel, double chocolate, and cherry barcia. So, go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Also, let me tell you about BetOnline. .ag. They're back and better than ever. A new web interface to start off the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to the new and updated website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code LOCKED ON to receive your bonus. From basketball to football to baseball to to NHL, to boxing, the UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. So, Candace, I'm going to let you go now. I'm going to let you go. But before <laughs> I do, before I do, I need a prediction. What you thinking? You know, I really feel like it's going to come down to a testament of that fourth quarter battling out. Everything's been what you can dream of to be a great football game. I don't think anybody's going to run away with this. So when it's all said and done, I honestly feel like Wake Forest is going to squeak out 35-31 to end it. Mm, 45-31. Mm 35-31. 35-31. Mm-hmm. Mm. Alrighty. Well, I'm not going to give y'all my prediction yet. You got to wait a little longer. (laughs) But again, Candace Cooper is officially banned from this show. She ain't ain't allowed back no more. It was my first time and my last time. And that's fine. She ain't allowed back no more. First and last. First and last. (laughs) I knew you weren't going to have me during Carolina and Duke. I mean, Carolina and NC State, because that would have just been stressful. You see? You see, this is where their minds are, the Tar Heels. And they're already on the tobacco roll rivalry because they, they, they can't even focus on football no more. But anyway, thank you so very much, Candace. <laughs> Tell the folks where they can find your work. Appreciate the time, Ken. As always, it's always nice to be a part of some expert conversation with you here. You can find me at Candace D. Cooper on Twitter or at Locked On ACC. And check out Ken on Mondays where he talks about your beloved pack. As more as importantly about all of the rest of the school is very knowledgeable. He's great at what he does. And again, thank you. All righty. Well, thank you all so very much for coming out. I appreciate y'all every single time. Peace and love, y'all. And as always, go Pack. You are Locked On NC State, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.